What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Fat Fit Freedom Podcast. We have episode number 12. Sorry for about the month-long hiatus. Myself, you guys know me, Chris Poirier, Kim, back with Mr. Brandon Anderson. Brandon, how are we doing, sir? What up? Happy to be back, man. Great to see you again. Obviously, uh, July has been quite a busy month for the both of us, but yes. we're back in action. <laughs> yes, we'll July was a very busy month, but we are in August now, new month, new goals, new things we're working towards. Um, you know, just really quick, how was your July? What did you do? I know a lot of everyone uh, knows we were away, yeah. but what brought you away? Spent a lot of time on a baseball diamond, uh, coaching our Nakona 17Us. We traveled around, uh, guys balled. They had some good days, they had some yeah. not so good days, and then... Uh, we got rained out sometimes, so it was, it, was, it was baseball for the most part. It was, you know, typical. Happens, right? That comes with the, yeah. under the job. Yeah, got you to see say. the Red Sox play in Baltimore. That was, that was a, oh, word. one of the highlights, also visiting Annapolis and seeing the Naval Academy. It was amazing, it's man. It's a beautiful area. You know, and I stayed, at least in America, uh, I know you were not in America no, the I was entire not. time of July. Um, how was your trip? Ah, it was everything could have hoped for. And more for those that don't know, for July, I was visiting Korea for the first time, and that was very transformative. Look for those vlogs that have already started rolling out, uh, documenting my entire trip to Korea. We'll fill you in, that will, those will fill you in on everything that if you had any questions or about the trip or my experience, I would just look out for those yeah. uh, to save your time here. And then I uh, spent a little time in Maryland with the uh, Korean adoption camp there for kids go. I'm always at. And uh, so that takes a lot of my free time uh any chance that i get love working with those kids so it was down there for a week and then it came back and now we're here is that a place you went to uh growing up or is that somewhere a place you attached um uh, that attached on later so that definitely attached on later um i didn't go to any adoption camp or culture camps when i was younger and in a lot of ways i I said this to some of the organizers why i really love going to these camps because this is my fourth year is that in in many it's also an experience for me because I never did that as a kid yeah and so for as much as I am there counseling and and watching over the teens and a lot of the campers it's the same experience for me because it's like I'm participating in it that's amazing as well and so you know it's a great time for myself but I have been itching to get back I'm very excited to be back here for us to resume this and been receiving messages from plenty of people like when is this going to come back well don't worry we're back in action yeah and i'm excited for what we're about to get into because brandon and i had this very i'd say passionate conversation yesterday about mindset and just about certain mentality that a person should have in terms of sports but we'll relate it to other aspects that aren't sports because i know not everyone uh is an athlete even though I really believe everyone should consider themselves an athlete because the human body was designed for athletics, whether you realize that or not. So we're going to be talking a little bit about mindset today. We'll dive into some of the different aspects because many people aren't so much into the competitive side, and that's okay. Yeah, you can. There can definitely be a social aspect. Uh, There's that intrinsic aspect for someone that they're looking for, maybe not to compete, but for themselves to build themselves more. And we'll talk a little bit about the millennial aspect of. Uh-oh. A person's mentality that, for if you follow along with culture and mainstream uh, aspects of uh, this topic, then you will know that millennials are often discussed in a negative 
in a negative manner, and we're not going to do that, but we're going to address some issues and <laughs> some things around <laughs> millennials and, and how they yeah. think, and we're going to translate that into what everything else we're going to be diving into today. So to start us off, Brandon, if you could give a little backstory. Now, obviously, you don't have to give like names or anything like that, but what... Can you give some of the people an idea of what sparked our conversation yesterday in terms of mindset, in terms of yeah. being strong-willed? Well, to, be, to start with, there's a lot of athletes on our staff, uh, people who performed uh, at the collegiate level, and uh, some at the high school, and they continued to compete, whether it be in sports, uh, like, like traditional sports or uh, non-traditional sports, like yourself, you're a ninja. Um, part time now, you know, there's, there's more, you see more ninjas, uh, now than you would have ever, uh, imagined, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. Uh, but it, there's a mindset when you compete, uh, that, that athletes generally have and, uh, w- a willingness to whether it be coached up or, uh, make adjustments, I think is huge and, sure. and your mindset typically allows you to, uh, have that ability. And so, um, I was discussing uh, some situations that had uh, gone on during our games uh, this summer where you put athletes in certain positions or they put themselves in, in, a, in a, per, a certain position where uh, you want them to attack and you want sure. them to, to just be aggressive uh, yeah. by, by all regards. And, and that's the only thing we ever get on our guys about is, is when they're not being aggressive and, and not, not attacking. And so we're, we get into a situation where I coach first base um, for our summer team and, our high, and the high school team I coach for, and I am constantly telling guys to steal, uh, and they don't. And I ask them why all the time, and they say it's because they're scared to get thrown out. And Scared money don't make money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I say, well... Okay, you're scared to get thrown out. Well, what's the worst thing that could happen? Then they said, well, I could get thrown out. And I said, okay, well, has everyone, uh, have we ever been upset with you or anyone who's, who's been thrown out? And they say, no. And I said, so, well, what are you scared of? And they say, I don't want to mess up. And I'm like, what is that? That has nothing to do with uh, anything that we've, we've preached or, or coached up or anything, really. Uh, afraid scared uh you know conservative has never been our approach and so trying to explain that to them and try to get them to to be more of the uh mindset you know look attack and then be okay with missing on the pro side you know being aggressive because then at least when you go back to the dugout you can say yeah i got a good jump or yeah i got an aggressive jump or sure uh you know i was on time i did sell out on a fastball whatever the case is uh and they're so worried about failure and what it looks like when they fail and what what everyone's reaction is going to be when they fail that um they forget that they have more control over situation than than they ever had thought to begin with um and so it's it's frustrating sometimes uh but you know they also are not the type of uh, kids that are going to respond to being, being hard at them. So not only do of course you have to let them know to attack, but also in a way that you know it could be productive and not uh, not in a position where you're putting them on the defensive, and then they become even more uh, you know uh, susceptible to being scared or, or worrying about making a mistake. Uh, so it, it's a it's a you know, 
quite a quite the balance balancing act, but you try your best. Yeah, I mean, at one point that's all you can do, right? You can you can yeah. only do your best oh, with gosh. them, and, and I've seen that not even with kids and, and youth athletes, uh, but people in general, right? No one wants to fail, right? Nobody wants to feel like they messed up, whether it's in in terms of that, right? Feeling like you failed a coach or feeling like you failed a trainer, yep. uh, or, or someone that you that you care about, um, even yourself. That's the worst feeling in the world yeah. um, with yourself and or someone or at the same time. But failure is just a part of this. A failure is a part of sports. Failure is a part of everything that you're going to do. Failure is a part of everything in terms of exercise, any type of training that you're doing. It's going to happen. And to try and avoid it is the quickest way to run right into that failing wall right. repeatedly because you can't avoid it. And at that point, you might as well just attack it head on. One of the sayings that comes to mind when I think of this is, and I know you've definitely heard of this, Brandon, uh, you know, defense wins games, wins championships. I think many athletes have probably heard that. Yeah. And I'll relate that to this in the sense of, yes, defense does win games, and being cautious definitely won't technically lose games for you and sometimes, and, and being disciplined is a great thing in terms of anything you're trying to do, mm-hmm. in terms of restraint. However, at the end of the day, scoreboard matters. You need to score points to win. You need to go on the offense doing anything to get anywhere. You need to take action. Mm-hmm. Offense is action, and people need to get on that. Right. Failure is a part of it, but if you don't go and commit to something, let's say you're trying to lose 20 pounds, right? You don't consider yourself an athlete, but you want to lose 20 pounds. Well, if you only lose two pounds in the first month, what are you going to quit? Yeah. That'd be awful. That'd be one of the worst things that you can do. I'm sorry, what are you... No, no, uh, it's going to take some type of athletic uh, action or athletic movement in order to reach your goal. And so you... Not calling yourself an athlete or saying you're not an athlete is just doing yourself a disservice when trying to reach a goal or trying to get to a place, uh, you know, of that magnitude. Yeah, oh, for sure. And sometimes you need to give yourself tough love. Yeah. Now, others may not like to receive it from others, mm-hmm. right? Like, no, <laughs> I know plenty of people that don't like to be t- given tough love. Yep. But sometimes you got to give it to yourself. The world isn't perfect. No one's going to hold your hand through every single obstacle that you're going to be going through no. athletically not there's not going to be a coach that's always going to that's always going to be there to walk you through everything you need to do at some point you need to be able to think on your own yeah. at some point you need to be able to think for yourself now that doesn't mean that you don't have people there for guidance totally two different things yeah two different things we're talking about there but with things that you've learned with the education that you've had and you know whether self-education or from someone else at some point, you have to have that inner convers- dialogue and inner conversation and tell yourself, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> if I screw up, fine, but I'm still going to do everything I can to achieve this. Like, I'm going to steal that base. Or, so what if I strike out? Yeah. I'm not going to go up there and not attack this pitcher. I'm not going to go up there and not do everything I can to give myself the best chance to succeed. Right. Same thing with, with weight loss, same thing with fat loss. So you didn't, so you wanted to lose weight this month and you didn't lose as much as you thought. Okay, well, instead of quitting, think of other ways, maybe there's things you can think of that uh, you can do the next following month 
that can give you better results. But don't get discouraged over that because too many people get discouraged from failure. Mm-hmm. It's okay to drop a new play. Yeah. Oh my God. It's always okay to drop. And that's that's what the best coaches do. That's what the best people do. Is they problem solve. Yeah. That's all any of this is at the end of the day is problem solving. Is is critical thinking. One right after the other. It's how you react to it uh, and how you get it going again. You know, because it's gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. And there's always gonna be obstacles that you're you're gonna face. And so developing a strong will, developing a mentally tough. Um, exterior core down within yourself like that's so important there's been so many there's been so many people that I've seen that maybe they don't like to be talked to a certain way and that's perfectly fine right because no some people don't like having a drill sergeant and I don't blame them in a lot of ways right this isn't military but but some people do some people like being coached hard or or trained hard and there is a dance because not everyone's going to respond to the same way however what everyone should strive for is the same mentality Ooh. to break through. Yeah. Is the same mindset that you're not gonna give up. That should always stay the same. Maybe you wanna be communicated to differently, but the end goal of where your mindset should be, that should be the same throughout. What uh, would you say your, uh, your self-talk sounds like? When, uh, <laughs> when you're having a rough funny. time. Is there, is there uh, you know, a a memory you go back to, a speech you go back to, a song, you know, what is, uh, what, typically what's your, what's your approach to, to that inner dialogue or getting over that hump or just kind of really honing in on your focus when, when it's tough? Sure. Great question. So when I was younger, it was a terrible inner dialogue. Uh, definitely self-condemned, self-doubted myself all the time. And one of the things that had gotten me out, and people wouldn't believe me now saying that, what got me out of that was, because I've always idolized certain athletes and certain people, certain icons, which is why they're icons, right? You look up to them. And athletically, in terms of sports, what helped me develop a strong mindset was just watching videos on athletes that I wanted to emulate and even watching videos on people in general that I wanted to emulate certain parts of their character, certain traits that they had. Uh, and so I, I just started studying people, like mm. what makes them tick? What makes them them? How can I be more like them in, in this instance? Very interesting. Right? So like I, I bring up Kobe Bryant a lot, his mama mentality, but I've legit studied him yeah. <laughs> in, in so many so many videos. I'm like, well, how does he think? Because I want to think more like he does. I think he did some studying think, as well. Yeah, no, he definitely of, did. He based studied, on who he talks Yeah, he studied, <laughs> he's, yeah he studied Michael, but I've, I've, yeah. I've watched plenty of videos on, on Will Smith. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot of self-development um, trying to educate myself and how can I get myself mentally in the best space and then on top of that it's getting yourself around the right people because you can do all this with yourself but if your environment doesn't translate to what you're aspiring to do then it's going to be all for naught very detrimental and so yeah exactly it's, it's like a poison yeah. a, a disease that the environment can be uh, or it can really help facilitate growth right and I, you know, I just got to the point where I knew I needed to change my environment to facilitate that growth. So I'm doing all this, but I need to get myself around the right people. I need to go out, like make new friends or even I have friends and I have network that are doing things like, let me get more around them. Let me start talking to them more. Amazing. Um, but that's right. This is over like 
15 years. Like right, this has right. been developed and, and the same reworked. Things, workplace, locker room. Exactly. Yeah. It's not People anywhere. People gravitate uh, definitely into um, subgroups and, and end up you know, being around the people they're supposed to in at least most of the time. Oh, for sure. Like in, in that context, it's, it's not like I'm going out anywhere that I wouldn't be anyway. Right. right? Like for the gym or in your case, right, the locker room. There's people you can click with mm-hmm. in the locker room. Uh, you can find people you can find commonalities with anywhere. Yeah. And that is something that's so key with developing uh, a very strong mindset. Same question to you, sir. Oh, uh, well, at, Actually, I'm a lot similar to you. Uh, I grew up by watching, and you know, sports obviously is a huge part. But a, a lot of how I've molded myself was through. Um, I would always ask myself what what my brother would do in a lot of situations, uh, who I've idolized and, yep. and really looked up to um, for a long time. So I'd say, hey, what would what would he do in this situation? And then also um, a lot of athletes, uh, whether it's how I would perform on the field or, or walk or uh, talk like, you know, interviews you watch. And uh, I, I just grew up on so much ESPN. It was really hard to not, uh, you know, mold myself and what I saw on there. And, uh, you know, even when it comes to, like, guys like Stuart Scott, uh, you know, rest in peace, he, he, uh, a lot of people in this generation might not, might not even remember him sure. from way back. But, yeah, Stuart Scott. Um, and guys like that were uh, great, great uh, outlets for me. And I would always think, you know, what what's basically what's the worst thing that could happen in most situations? Mm-hmm. And then try to uh, perform the way the best would perform under pressure and the yeah. way you watch them on, on Sundays or, you know, during the summer on a baseball field. That, that was always a, a go-to for me as well. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I grew up on Sports Center. I can totally <laughs> empathize yep. with that. And yeah, guys, just make sure you got to get yourselves around the right people all the time. Heard that. All the time. Mobility and <laughs> mobility in life for anything that you want is so key. And we talked a little bit about that because you got to always make sure you have options hmm. to be able to do those things. Like, never feel that you're stuck. Yeah. Never feel like whatever your reality is right now, it's always going to be that because you can change it in an instant. L- literally in an instant, you can change your reality if you just act upon it. Mm-hmm. Now, we're just going to take a little short break. We're going to go make sure this camera doesn't shut off. Hold on one second, guys. Part two coming up. One second, guys. Got to change the battery in my camera because we're also recording this for a video podcast. So we can start posting video content. One more moment here. Just a little T.O.
All right, so we're back. Sorry about that. Now, I think one aspect that was overlooked, alluded to this a little bit earlier, is there's a big difference between being competitive and wanting to further your the competitive side and, and maybe attain a certain level uh, of prestige oh, yeah. with athletics or with yourself or with competitions. But then there's also a social aspect to that too, a camaraderie aspect. Um, there's also a, you know, you could call it a personal development aspect of, of sports and athletics. Sometimes people don't want both. Now they're both able to be there for many. And but you know, at the end of the day, everyone is not built the same, but that's okay. Now, I know Brandon and I come from competitive backgrounds, but there's been plenty of people we've come across, whether it's competing or not, that maybe aren't necessarily suited for that side of sports and athletics, but they would much, they're much more there for maybe the camaraderie, much more there to, the, to make friends, much more there to maybe have a sense of community, and that's okay, but I really want people to understand the difference between the two and for you to become aware of which side of the athletic spectrum there that you fall on. Because if you are much more into the social aspect of sports, I highly, highly recommend you do not do anything in terms of the competitive side of sports <laughs> because it is a tough world to play in. It is, like, it is a doggy dog world. It is tough love. It is hard coaching. You can look at any athlete that's ever competed in anything that's achieved greatness. They've always been coached hard and they always have a similar uh, alpha attitude to them. They have that dog in them, if, if you will. Mm. If you don't feel like you have that, that's okay. Just understand that it's probably not the best space for you to be in. Uh, Brandon, maybe you can give a little insight into uh, you know, someone being able to be aware of that with yeah. themselves. That's a great point. And the, the separation uh, comes from expectations. Yes. Uh, because certain athletes will approach uh, a team or a, a, a competition uh, as, all right, I'm here and, uh, you know, Whatever happens, happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then some people will approach it. I want first place. And okay, both are all right. Understand what you are. But then the person who just shows up didn't put the work in. When they're upset that they didn't win is when it, when it really, the, the, the divide becomes yes. troubling. And then when the person uh, who does uh, say they want to come in first uh, they come in fifth and they're okay with it, then, you know, that's a whole different uh, perspective as well because that person uh, who puts the work in, who shows up and expects to win, mm -hmm. when they then lose, uh, you'll see a different type of reaction than, uh, you know, someone just want, who wants to just be there. Uh, and I've played with people on both ends of the spectrum and I've coached both ends of the spectrum uh, where, where guys show up and expect results that are just not realistic <laughs> based off of their work ethic. Uh, and then you see guys um, who I played with who get injured a lot or they 
they have inconsistencies uh, on one side of one side of their game, um, and they are just absolutely shocked. But then it's the same guy who never goes to the gym, <laughs> and uh, is constantly distracted oh, and unfocused. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, one thing I say to our team, uh, especially our summer team, more than anything, is uh, you guys. But they're super talented kids. Uh, even our least talented player, which I hate to say, but is still good. Is still a really good player, yeah. especially in in their high school and in their leagues. But uh, you have to understand uh, what your expectations are, and then once you once you do, then the performance will start to match up, typically with the the input you're willing to. Uh, sacrifice in your work ethic or your your focus but i tell them look this is a seven inning battle of focus if you guys are focused every inning because of how talented you are nobody will beat you mm-hmm. if you guys have one inning where you're not focused uh then everything can kind of fall apart slip away and it's hard to then jump back on the horse uh they they battle you know but i've never worry about their uh how hard they work. Same thing with clients. Mm-hmm. You never worry about like really how hard they work when they're in the moment or when they're yeah, with you. Um, but one thing you can't always tell and is, is focus. And then obviously you don't know what they're doing when they leave. So uh, I think that's what really separates those, the, the two ends of the spectrum, the, the, the person who expects first and the, and the person who just is like showing up and saying, Hey, what's up? You know, yeah. uh, you got to have realistic expectations. Yes, I, I love how you just said that there. The expectations, that's so important. Everyone needs to not just have realistic expectations. You should have bigger goals for yourself, but be realistic with what you're looking to accomplish. Where if you feel, if you're a person where you're just showing up to events and you're showing up to outings um, just to do it, and especially if it's a, like a nice day, it's like, hey, great, it's a nice day, we're here, you don't care if you, you win or lose, uh, <laughs> awesome. But don't get mad. Again, what Brandon said, like, don't get mad if you lose. No temper like, tantrums. No temper tantrums if you didn't put any training or anything <laughs> like that in there. Um, but if, you want, if you're a person like that and you want to be a little bit more competitive, you want to develop a little bit more of, a, of an alpha mindset, then same thing going back to what we talked about in the first, first part of this. Get yourself around more people like that. But also have expectations for yourself as well with that in terms of understanding you don't come from that type of environment Mm. yourself (laughs) very important very important to understand that and understand how much experience you have with what you're looking to aspire to become or how you're looking to better yourself or what kind of results that you have it's so best if you can jump and not jump ride the coattails of someone but be able to learn and watch uh, how how others behave, so then you can start um, emulating some of those traits as well. Now, there's a huge part of this that I'm excited to talk a little bit about because we're both of the. I mean, we're practically the same age. We're like a couple years off, couple from, years. a couple years from each other. You're technically a millennial. Yeah. Right. Technically a millennial. Right. I'm totally a millennial. I love actually saying that to people, but millennials <laughs> get shitted on. Yeah. All the time because people believe millennials are entitled people believe millennials want everything handed to them on a silver platter man now i don't necessarily 
agree with that, but I don't necessarily disagree at the same time. Like with everything, I feel like the truth to what ails a lot of millennials lies somewhere within the middle. And it has to do with a lot of what we've been talking about for this entire podcast. Because the typical millennial mindset that many think of, it's just like, oh, like they feel entitled to have everything, whether it's in a job setting, they want everything perfect, or they feel like they're entitled to a raise or a promotion when they right. haven't put in the work just for just for living, yep. <laughs> right? just for breathing, they, they feel entitled, um, which come to tell you that's just not fucking true. <laughs> if you don't put any work for anything, then you don't deserve um, shit. Basically, right. now I think one aspect of this, in terms, uh, it could be this could be applied to work. This could be applied to training. A person, uh, maybe I, I, I don't even know how you feel on this, but I'm just gonna say it. This is what I feel and believe. If you are complaining about hard work, then you probably need to get a reality check. You need to go to a a psychology ward, something. Because it does not matter what you're aspiring to do. Hard work is a part of every single thing that you're going to be doing. Wanting, pra- I feel like wanting praise for hard work is the stupidest thing in the world. Oh, because that is a given. That should be a given with absolutely everything. Now some people might say that is a millennial, a hardcore millennial uh, trait. Is, is praise and wanting praise, needing praise. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Or do you see that, um, you know, with, within the millennial community? Well, I think is there's two aspects to that, right? Everyone loves recognition. This, this doesn't have anything to do with recognition. First of all, let me, let me um, elaborate. Hard work is a part of everything, right. and for you to not that in terms of setting expectations, right. you should expect to work hard with everything. So you're saying, and so if you if you want to be recognized yeah. for, for for just literally doing your job, then <laughs> you need to go find. You need to like I don't know like go. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of any job that doesn't require any type of work, and it's really hard you for know, me to think of that. Be a doctor. <laughs> oh yeah, be a doctor. Like. <laughs> You want praise? Uh, like, perform a, a sweet surgery, save someone's <laughs> life, and you will be thanked. Like, hold on, I'm really trying to think of, of, of something that doesn't require like, like really like, like, like work ethic to do, and it's really difficult for me to think of this. Can you help me here? Oh man! Like I'm trying to think of a job. Like even like I thought of a janitor. I was like, no, janitors actually work really no, freaking they hard. Do. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, it. Like anything, any profession, you're gonna work hard. Any profession, you're gonna work probably like long hours or longer hours than you would like, or there's going to be days that you right. don't and want it, to work. And if you are at the point where you're not, it was probably, you probably got there as a result of putting that work in. Uh, but no, I, don't, I can't think of anything where people just start off and not are like, damn. Yeah, like everything you do in the beginning is always work. People go into college, they understand like, no, the first, like, if you want your degree like it's going to be some work if you want a phd if you want your master's like yeah this is going to take years yep it's people have those expectations but i feel like in terms of a millennial mindset many don't have the the the, the realistic expectations of that of right. what work ethic actually means in terms of being a standard yeah of being necessary standard. yeah now with in terms of training in terms of exercise in terms of nutrition this applies because people will have one fucking salad and feel like, oh, I should have lost 10 pounds by now. 
dumbass. It doesn't work like that. Sorry to say, but no one gets fit from eating one salad. Just like no one gets overweight and fat from eating one piece of cake or, sl- or a slice of pizza. It just doesn't happen like that. Like have realistic expectations all the time for everything. Th- things are always going to take longer yeah. than you initially thought and be more work than you initially thought. But that's okay. And if they don't, it's it's there was probably something that attributed to it. Exactly. That, you know, you put yourself in a position where, where something was, uh, you know, got the ball rolling for you, which is all by, by all means. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Now, on the other side of that, however, for millennials, I, I, can, I empathize with them in terms of the recognition aspect, oh, in yeah. terms of the entitled, entitlement aspect, because we do live in a different world at the same time, too. It's not our parents' world. And there's many out there that are older and have an older way of thinking because of the era that they grew up in where, you know, like, oh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I think we all have met people or maybe like no parents or even have parents like that where it's like, oh, like I went, I used to work like this amount of time, never said anything, always did things for family. Like this is just how I view mm-hmm. career. This is just how I view how you should, how you should structure your life. Yep. But in 2018, things are just different people have more mobility people have more options um the way that we receive and and information the way we uh express information is totally different and happy and just what happiness and overall interpretation of happiness is different and so that's going to set a different type of uh, a different level of you know interest in certain areas or expectations in certain areas Uh, you know it's completely different exactly i think one thing that actually contributes the most to the quote-unquote millennial mindset is when we're when we're in our youth is being told that not just we're we're great or we're special that's okay you should tell children that but to get them to believe that failure doesn't exist that's so there's plenty of people that, and some would say like, oh, you're not a parent, you don't understand. Fuck you. Like, I've seen this happen so many times <laughs> where parents will tell their kids, like, like it's okay like if you, if you did this. Or they'll, they'll try and, and give them uh, reassurance that, like, that, that, you, that you're a winner. No, no, no. If you lose, you fucking lost. Yeah. And that's, but that's fine. Like, you should get used to losing. And then you should want to play again and, and try to win. Exactly. And that's with anything, right? If you fail a test, okay, great. Maybe not demoralize a kid right. for that. We got to understand, okay, these things happen. Well, why did you do that? Get them to understand like why these things happen. Probably didn't study. Okay, maybe you should study harder. With, with sports, it's like, hey, you shot like 0 for 10 <laughs> in basketball. Okay, there's next game. Don't lose your confidence. Shoot or shoot. Cool. And work on your shot. And, and work on your shot, right? There's no – the the participation – trophy generation that this is and that it's been for some years now that i really believe contributes to that mindset that entitlement aspect feeling like you're always going to receive a reward which just does not happen it just doesn't happen you don't just receive benefits you don't just receive accolades for no reason just for being alive now it is a gift this works twofold it is a gift for being alive every day is a new blessing i truly believe that but at the same time i do not wake up and believe that man i woke up 
<laughs> I'm a human. I should receive every single thing that I want just for man. just for being alive. <laughs> I'm the fucking man. Yeah. No, like I hate I that the arrogance that people have that that believe that just because you're breathing makes you special. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. What makes you special is the opportunity to actually do something with your with your life. Yeah. Oh yeah. To make it special. It's the opportunity that's special. It's not that you actually living is. Dang. I completely agree, and you see it a lot, especially uh, because yeah, I'll I'll take one example. We have kids that if they're having a hard time, struggling, uh, we get emails and letters from parents complaining their kid is struggling, as opposed to telling their kid to uh, take more swings or uh, have some self awareness or make an adjustment. Uh, it's it's the coach's fault, <laughs> not necessarily the adjustment that was never made or um, the work was never put in. And yeah. so not only do you have a disconnect between uh, expectations, uh, but also a disconnect in terms of uh, really w- what the kid should want to do once he does fail, which is work harder yeah, exactly. as opposed to... Uh, look to blame or point the finger at somebody uh, when it's easier uh, to just say it's, it's someone else's fault and that there's nothing I can do about it. Oh, for sure. People treat failure, like that's, again, the people, just the mindset, right? People treat failure like it's bad and like it shouldn't happen to you. No, process. It's a part it's, of the process. Exactly. It is a part of the process. Like stop being, I actually hate using this term I'm, I'm about to use because I feel like people use it out of context. But don't be a snowflake about this stuff. Like, don't, like, don't, don't, don't wilt under the pressure. Like, most of the time, these things aren't as big of a deal as, as we're making them out. So you messed up. No big deal. Move on. Just, exactly. Don't make a big deal out of mistakes that you make. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge what you can do better. And then move on. Now, in terms of, let's say, wanting to receive praise, if you've actually done something that warrants... At, you know to be recognized great and if you don't get that that's on that's not on you right but if you don't get it let's say you don't get recognition that you feel like you deserve i don't want to say you feel entitled because you're really not entitled to anything but internalize that and use that as more motivation as more fuel for yourself because if someone's not giving you recognition or if you're not getting it whether it's from a team whether it's from a coach, well, this is where we talk about mobility, you can change your environment. And maybe you can go somewhere where you're going to get that recognition. But never feel entitled to receive anything. Because the world doesn't owe you anything. People don't owe you anything at the, at the end of the day. But as long as you know within yourself that you recognize, let's in this case, greatness within yourself, or you recognize things that you've accomplished, that you really believe are worthy of, of praise um, and should be talked about, that's all that, that's all that matters. No one else can, can give that to you but yourself. If you go seeking that from others, you're never going to be happy because not everyone's going to give it to you. That's it. like that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just flowing. I just yeah. came out. Beautiful. I think we're going to stop there. Appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, man. Good. I can't. Just saying. Yeah. Happy to be back, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> yes.
<laughs> awesome, guys. Uh, back on a weekly schedule now for the Fat Fit Freedom podcast. Uh, if all, all things are go on my end, Brandon, on yours. Friday, fun day, man. Friday, fun day. You'll be doing this. Now, unfortunately, this dummy speaking forgot to charge the batteries fully. So we only got one segment from this on video, but that's okay. All this is a work in progress as usual. See, this is what I'm talking about. Mindset. We, right now. Hey, we live in a charger, a charger kind of world. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly what we were just talking about. Failure. I totally failed. I'm yeah. taking this L, but yeah. I'm gonna use it, and we're just gonna be catching dubs from here on out Time every to week. Back. Yep. And you can fix a lot in editing. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, I mean, Brandon, you got anything to say to anyone listening? No, man. Just really glad to be back, and uh, you know, thankful to uh, be able to have some type of outlet, uh, whether it's self therapy or uh, motivating one person or uh, changing one life uh, this is a great this is a great opportunity facts we'll be doing a lot with this now coming up many know that i've been waiting for this day because this is a special day in my personal life big time where cpk is unleashed so look for a lot of the content that i personally have coming out and fat for freedom podcast episode number 12 is a close look for 13 coming next week and we'll talk to you guys soon thank you for listening Peace. My man's a free agent, like LeBron. <laughs>